0: Okay, chapter 3, and Ross, I'm going to ask you to read verses 1 to 6. This is New American Standard.
1: For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace which was given to me for you, that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery, as I wrote before in brief, I refer to this, when you uh, read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. To be specific, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body, and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Which isn't the end of the sentence. In my book, in
0: my version, yeah, in my anyway. version it is. Sorry, <laughs> there's actually a break there at the end of gospel. Yeah,
1: mine
2: goes; the sentence goes through seven.
0: Yeah. Oh well, do you want to finish the sentence? Oh, uh, which <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me according to the working of His power. I remember reading somewhere that um, chapter one is essentially one long sentence. And you have to break it
0: in order to make it sense. So I, don't, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Having translated Romans, you know, it's like where do you stop and catch, catch a breath? <laughs> I can't imagine how they read this aloud in church. Which, as I think most of you know, if not all of you, um, in Paul's time, the letters went to the churches and they were read aloud in church. Uh, people didn't have the scriptures of the New Testament, and they didn't even have the Old Testament. They heard them read aloud on Sabbath morning.
2: Which yeah, I don't understand how. I mean, it's it's hard enough when you have the words there and you can go back over it and over it and over it because the the way he writes is so dense and so. Um, it's hard to tease apart what he's actually trying it, to get at in places. It is possible that he
0: actually hand-wrote this. It is also equally possible that he had amanuensis. Right. And I, I can just actually visualize Paul. This isn't one of his prison letters, is it? Ephesians? Um, Philippians is, I know. but Yeah,
3: right. this one's a little more vague because it doesn't actually mention I know. in Ephesus in the letter, and so they think it's yeah. probably just kind of a some rotating circulating letter, letter mm-hmm. because in all of his letters he addresses people and issues and problems, and this one is just completely different. It's
0: sort of like he's writing a general epistle to all the churches. Yeah, this so... This is like Colossians, they've always felt
1: that there was some kind of, <laughs> of copying or something, utilization of one or the
0: other. Yeah. Yeah, well...
2: But just, just having it, just to hear it and trying to keep all these things of, and figuring pieces, out, yeah, you know, it out here would be, you But in an harder. oral
0: in an oral community like the ancient world was mm-hmm. because they weren't literate most of them <clears throat> they would be able to do that better than we do we're weak in oral sense of Yeah, they have a learning. much mm-hmm. di- more developed sense but it is a, it is a challenge to read Paul and I, I must confess i have this visual of him pacing around and and just doing these long sentences to the amanuensis who's racing to keep up i don't know
1: well if there was any connection to the synagogue and its scriptural practices they would have been explaining things as they went along not just reading it from beginning to end and sitting down that'd be the end because they would give the text and then they give an explanation
0: that's right which later became so the sermon. May, i don't know
1: i'm just guessing they may have done it in sections
0: yeah, they might have, and they might have reiterated what went before and before starting it. So, looking at this section, which is one through seven, uh, Ephesians three one to seven. What are your insights into this passage? I, I you had a different word for chapter, I mean for verse two. For surely you've already heard of the...
2: Stewardship. 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 As opposed to dispensation, is what it says in
0: mine. Mine Mine has commission. Mine's (coughs) got administration. So no no two scholars agree on this one. (laughs) Or at least no two translators agree. These are the Adventist scholars.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're right. right? So they were not going to say dispensation under English. (laughs) Wham!
0: And well, dispensation is, is such What's a the study Bible? Refor- Reformation term mm-hmm. that it, it's unlikely that Paul had that in mind.
1: I mean, Right. By the way, the new Andrew's Study Bible, the one that has a different translation, has different notes.
0: Really?
3: Yes. Okay, this is the, the new one. Yeah. They revise
1: the, the notes. Because I asked to say, are the, the notes the same? They said, well, they've changed some yeah. of the notes. It's the oikonomia.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's the word. Oikonomia?
1: Which we would transliterate into economy. economy.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, economy.
1: So that one does have a semantic range so it can include all of us.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I like the word commission here. Mm-hmm. Commission of God's grace that was given me for you. That, to me, that makes the most sense. Yes. This is NRSV. Uh, and of course I hear the word commission and all I can think about is the discussion I was reading last night on I support the ordination of women and Adventism uh, on Facebook that Sweden has now come up, out and made a statement in response to the annual council and they have argued for the legitimacy of having equal uh, equal uh, Credentials across the board, and so everybody has a commissioned credential in Sweden. Um, but they argue that that's not against working policy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that word commission, I think it's a nice word. Mm-hmm. I think it's better than ordination, which is not biblical. Correct. It's not nice wording here the commission of God's grace. So let's let's tackle the the big elephant in the room here. Can I go
4: back for one second? Yes, sure. To me, when I look at the words "dispensation," it's like I'm giving you, just giving you something.
0: You're dispensing. Originally,
4: yeah, you're just like you're dispensing medicine. You're just giving it because the person needed it. But commission means that there's more of a two way involvement Mm -hmm. than just giving it to you and walking away. Yeah, Yeah, you're being called to something. Correct.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So let's let's look at the the problem board in this passage. How the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I wrote above, in a few words. I have to chuckle with a few words. And I won't read the rest of it. Well, maybe I should. A reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of Christ. In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind as it has now been revealed. And I'll stop there. What is this mystery? Of course, what comes to my mind is the mystery cults mm-hmm. of Paul's day.
3: I think that he's using that language of the mystery religions that were just so prominent. Um, because the issue of this division between Jews and Gentiles in terms of their lifestyles and practices and understandings was so different that when they came together to be uh, c- Christ followers, uh, it was causing just so many problems and that's one of the issues he keeps addressing in all of his letters. And so this idea of mystery is something that uh, they could you know hang a coat on their peg on. like they understood that idea because it was so prevalent that there's some kind of secret that we need that needs to be exposed. Uh, and that secret mm-hmm. is that Jesus Christ always intended for the Gentiles to be brought in and to come to him. So correct me if
0: I'm wrong, but is are the uh, mystery religions open to everybody for revelation? No. No. They were They're kept exclusive. secret by <laughs> a few elite yes. who were part of that mystery religion. So it seems to me that Paul's using this in, in saying, no, our mystery... The mystery of Jesus is revealed. It's to be open. I want you to understand how I see this. I want you to have my understanding of this. Uh, <clears throat> there's no... There's no closed doors and secret rooms and secret committees and secret anything. It's all revealed.
1: But it does seem that he's saying that it was revealed to certain people who have them.
0: Right, it always is. Um, Apostles
1: and the prophets, which
0: is interesting. This, um, my study of this, of course, is not New Testament, and it's not Roman. It goes back to ancient Babylonia, who had the king and the royal court and all the advisors of the royal court held the secrets of the king. And so anybody with power had secrets. And you did not allow those secrets to be revealed. And so all the... the And keep in mind the, the special people of the king, the courtiers, um, who were advisors, one was an exorcist, one was a baru priest who read omens, one, one was a healer. Uh, they had all these different people that were kind of religiously tied uh, to be circling around the king and I have a book on this at home and the author at the end of making a thorough study of ancient Babylonia compares it with the Hebrew Bible and he notes that in the Hebrew Bible the prophets are given special revelation but they make that revelation known which you would never have in Babylonia so I suppose I'm a little colored in my thinking from looking at it that way. That <clears throat> Yes, you always have a special person whom God chooses to reveal his mysteries to, but that person is supposed to go out and reveal them to everybody.
2: Which is actually the same model that was used as far as when God chose Israel to be his people. Right. <clears throat> it wasn't that he was choosing them to the exclusion of everyone else. He was choosing them as a means of reaching everyone else. and But they kind of misunderstood and, and it. So I, and, I, I, I which really... we have a tendency to do the same thing. But, um... yeah.
0: And I think that's what lies behind Paul's use of the word mystery. Mm-hmm. That he is seeing this as, yes, I'm the conduit of this revelation of this mystery. But I'm going to spread it to everybody, Jew and Gentile. And and there are no ex- exclusivities uh, with this mystery.
3: When people want to legitimate their message, they always appeal to the past and say, well, other people have taught this too, right? Mm-hmm. And Paul is often having to defend his ministry and his letters uh, from being under attack because he's preaching something different from what they've heard previously. Mm-hmm. No, verse
0: 5, Uh, In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That is, and here's the mystery, the Gentiles have become fellow heirs, members of the same body, sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Any comments or observations? I mean, now we have the mystery out of the bag. This is what it is, which we were kind of going that way anyway, Uh, kind of seeing it that way.
2: Yeah, well, when you read through the Old Testament, I mean, there are certainly examples and hints that this is where things are going. Um, That uh, as far as, you know, the ways that, um, whether it be Rahab or Ruth, there are various people that are grafted in and become very important in the lineage of Christ. Of course, they didn't know Specifically Christ or what line he was coming through at that mm-hmm. point, but nonetheless, and um anyway, various people the way they are able to get grafted mm-hmm. in um and being ultimately treated as uh as if they were uh from israel and um and then you know there are other areas right. where the prophets would talk about you know
1: right.
2: Right. this going out to the whole world, so it was there, but it was. Not really understood uh, that that's where things were really going. The
0: the most marked one I think of is Jonah. Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) He has a hard time thinking of God being kind to the Ninevites.
2: And yet Um, he knew he would be.
0: Yes, he knew he would be before he went, and that's why he ran away. (laughs) So it does seem to me that one of the reasons Paul writes this letter for everybody is to try to unite Jews and Gentiles. Do we need that today? Oh, yeah. I had a situation in my Christian Christian ethics and society class. I had to... I had everybody was non-white, except me. And I had... I thought I had a non-white. I mean, I... I thought I had a white student sitting near the front, and she turned out to be half uh, Native American. (laughs) So I had had to regroup what I was doing. I had two African American students, and they didn't always come every day, but one day this one African American student was by herself, and... She wanted to join a group. I could see her wanting to join a group, two Asians and my Native American student who were already engaged in conversation. And she kept looking at them, trying to catch their eye, and they were very guarded in keeping her away, shutting her out. It was just very obvious to me. So I went over to her and I said, May I be your partner for discussing, we were having breakout groups. And she she said, sure. And so we started talking about the topic, which, as I recall, was on race discrimination. And she began to tell me how she was treated here at PUC, not just by students, but by faculty and staff. Like what? Um, well, she didn't tell me this this that day, but in her presentation she told me, she and another bunch of... They were all basketball players, a bunch of African-Americans were waiting at the gym for someone to open the door. When the coach came, she said, Oh, you forgot how to pick a lock? You surely grew up knowing how to do that.
3: <gasps> no, that's disgusting. What? That's bizarre. How would anyone say that?
0: Yep, that's what she told me. So I said... You really need to go to and I I misspoke because I hadn't yet done the harassment thing we were (laughs) supposed to do and I said Title Nine a coordinator so I was going to send her to Tanya and then after she was gone I thought oh I should have sent her to Maria uh, because Maria is the overseer of Title Seven I think issues. That's the race issues. I believe. It isn't all kind other, of mine, dis- all male, other d- female, right? Uh, sexual, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, I saw her this last Thursday, and I said, asked to see her after class. And I said, so did you go see someone? Did you get any help? She said, I didn't go. I've been really busy. And I said, well. I told you the wrong person. I said, you really need to go to see Maria Rankin-Brown. She says, oh, I know her. I had her as a teacher, and when I was having all these issues with with uh, basketball, she said she she knew about that. So she felt really comfortable going to Maria, which That's I was good. really glad about. Yeah. So um, she said, I'm going to go right now. So she disappeared out the door. Well, later in the day, I was in the market, and she came right behind me to check out our groceries. And she said, oh, you're here again. I said, yeah. Uh, Were you able to see anybody? She said, yeah. I went to uh, Maria Rankin-Brown, and she sent me to the chair of the department, which would have been Bob Olson." And she said, I went to him, and he took me very seriously and told me to write a letter with everything in it, and, and then they'll take it from there. And she was feeling so good about that. Yeah. And I so like, I hope they follow through. Yeah, I do. I hope they do. <coughs> yeah, that that is because so that happened this year. That's totally inappropriate. It wasn't this year. It was years earlier, but still, that same coach is still here, and yeah. nothing happened yeah. to change that. Yeah. So, I'm These I'm just strong. hoping. So I'm hoping I tore down, helped to tear down a little partition, <laughs> or to start the process of tearing down. But this is the kind of thing. Really, that Paul is talking about, even though it's a religious thing with Paul, instead of a social matter. Uh, still, as Christians, we should not be racially prejudiced. Yeah, uh, Jesus is
2: all about tearing down the barriers, regardless of whether it was socioeconomic, race, religion, you know, whatever.
0: And as far as we know, there wasn't racist issues. It could have been. In ancient Mesopotamia, there were Mm -hmm. no racial issues Mm -hmm. there. So outside of Judaism, there wasn't as much of a problem with race. But inside of Judaism, I would guess there could be. Mm -hmm. I think of Philip and the Ethiopian. Okay, so let's look at verse 8. So, although I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles. Oh, we didn't read this. Nope. Would somebody like to read verses eight to thirteen? F- Would you mm. read,
3: Katrina? Can I start at seven?
0: Yes, that's where mine starts
3: too. I <laughs> <What? laughs>
2: <laughs> get a double dose. Of that.
3: Uh, my glasses on, so I'll, I'll do my best. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach the, to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent
0: I love my translation of verse 13. I pray, therefore, that you may not lose heart over my sufferings. I not that, lose heart. Praise. So here he spells out his own journey <clears throat> as a minister for God. This, uh, although I'm the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to see the plan of the mystery it's interesting uh, my version isn't consistent on this word oiko what was it economia, oh, economia. they translate it. apparently given your translation which has administration again it's the same word mine has plan now see what is the plan of the mystery
2: Mine says
4: fellowship. Yeah, mine does too. Mine says administration.
0: That's interesting. <laughs> this is why we need a variety of translations.
2: But there's a, there is a footnote that says that the
1: other text reads stewardship.
0: Uh, so it is the same word.
1: Yeah, it's. Yeah. Oikonomia.
0: Yeah, it would have to be the same word because of how that's being translated Mm but NRSV is not known to always translate things consistently Mm -hmm. but that's true actually of a number of versions any thoughts or ideas here
2: well, it's kind of just it seems to be a further development of what you were talking about before, it was in verse nine mm-hmm. he says that his purpose is to make everyone to be able to see what this mystery is that you know mm-hmm. that this is not something that's just for an elite few uh, but that this is you know this truth has been here since the very beginning of the world, uh, but now finally, we're in a position where everybody can understand what it is and I
0: think we have a hard time really grasping the richness of this because to us it's it's like of course the gospel is for everyone jesus gave the great commission to go to all the world so it, it to us it's no mystery <laughs> mm-hmm. you know so why why paul does paul use the word mystery but but to jews this was something way this new. was way much more of a mystery uh, and and if you go up to acts for example peter's vision of the animals and the sheet um, and going to Cornelius um, and then telling his story later, it's like he was just like, oh, this really happened. And, and he was so amazed, you know. And the believers are amazed that God is going to include some Gentiles.
3: I think hmm? it's interesting that here um, he's very specific, uh, looking at verse 10, the manifold wisdom of God. Uh, it's being made known or it's being announced to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realm. So this is a reference, and here it's, it says as well, it's uh, uh, talking about the evil powers, evil spiritual powers. Uh, this is being announced to...
0: Back off. It's a, it's, I Now I'm going to include the Gentiles.
3: Yeah, it's a very spiritual or spiritualized message that he's presenting here about mystery and announcement and, you know, all of this, and that this was part of God's eternal purpose to do so.
0: Right. There was never a time when God wanted exclusivism.
2: And it's interesting that you know the you know the Bible is so you know, is pretty narrow in its scope of the history that it tells from the you know for the first you know few thousand years there it's, it's really just following the development of of Israel but you get every now and get glimpses into what's going on in other and you see in in the other courts you know whether that there that God has people working. in in Pharaoh's house or in Babylon or that he will, you know, get people there working with these other countries. So who knows how much was going on out there that we have no idea how hard God was working uh, in these other areas. It just wasn't the focus of of what they were writing about. I,
0: I, I came across something in my reading You just triggered this thought that I was stunned at. I've been reading a history of Babylon, and I came to the chapter on the Neo-Babylonian period, Nebuchadnezzar II, and all the Nab- Nabonidus and, and Belshazzar and all that. And I just I just opened my eyes and went whoa because I read an inscription by Nabopolassar Nab- that was so stunning. I couldn't believe a Babylonian would write it. And that was that he believed that God had called him and he humbly and he used the word humility uh to do his will and I I'm I'm having to loosely paraphrase it because I don't really remember the exact word but he used the word not by might or by power. Now that's found in the Bible. Mm-hmm. In Zechariah. But to find it before Zechariah in a Babylonian king's inscription is just hmm. blew me away.
3: Oh, maybe it was a common phrase then.
0: I haven't seen it anywhere else in any inscription. Oh. In fact most Babylonian kings were God gave me the, the authority pre- to <laughs> da, 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 da. I mean they they would never use my
2: might and power.
0: exactly they would never go that direction. Uh, this really stunned me and and i i don 't think Nebuchadnezzar kept on with that, but God was working on Abelasar's heart that 's what I see mm-hmm. and i 've never i 've never tried reading all about Babylonia and all that, looking for little fingerprints of God here and there but but I th- suspect they 're
3: there
2: yeah, a few years ago I was reading a, a book on actually it was uh, ancient China and um if you go back to what the general uh, religious beliefs were prior to the rise of confucianism and so on um it actually is and also they, they can trace back through the, the ancient chinese symbols which are different than the new ones that that and the the symbols are composites of, of smaller symbols and it actually you the, the the stories of creation and mm-hmm. the flood and, and the fall and the fall, all of these things yeah. are uh, there and, and of uh, and which tracks very, very closely with with what we get in Genesis and, and as we read through in the Bible. I think of
0: her name but her last name is Nelson. She was a missionary I believe in China. She went through their characters and actually mapped that out.
1: Mm-hmm. i have mm-hmm. those two books
0: do you i have I, I, one I, I, of them i think
1: the the japanese use those characters uh-huh and so i tried it out on one of my students a class of my students these weren't christians right and i said what's this symbol mean and they, they told me and i said what's the symbol mean and they told me and i said now put them together and what do you get and i said that comes right out of the bible and they're just like
0: yes they would um I remember telling my Chinese students in Hong Kong that um, the Hebrews were, were uh, Orientals. And they went, No! <laughs> <laughs> they did not want to believe the Bible was Asian. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it, is, it is evidence, I think, that God, that originally they came out of that same persuasion. I remember going to the Wang Tai Sin Temple, the big, the big temple. They had a Confucian temple and they had other temples, but there was this big temple, and over the archway, there were sculptured scenes of sheep and goats, like sacrificial animals.
1: Mm.
0: And I was, I took a picture of it because I was like, that's biblical. <laughs> Okay. Let's, uh, unless you have something else, we can move from verse fourteen to. I hope we just finish the chapter. Who's willing to read?
4: I'll read. Okay. <clears throat> For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, and depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen.
0: This is a beautiful prayer. For me, it's long been my favorite passage in Ephesians. But in the light of the context that we just went through... Is it possible that Paul is suggesting or implying that we cannot know the love of God until we break down those partitions that divide us? Or is he saying that as we come to know the love of God, if we really fulfill this prayer, we will break down those partitions? Maybe it's that way.
4: Well, if you read 17... That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, and that you being rooted and grounded in love. Well, that's you know, if Christ isn't in your heart, you're not going to be grounded in love. You right. know, so your actions won't be grounded by right. love. Right. And one thing I remember when I was in
2: in high school, actually, it's the first time I realized. Um, uh, it, when I was talking in verse 18, where it says you know, the width, length, depth, and height, that's actually four dimensions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was had really started, had been heavily reading into quantum physics and, and various things at that point. It was a real interest of mine and was starting to understand the idea of multiple dimensions beyond the three that we actually experience firsthand. <clears throat> and I just kind of wonder... Whether now it may be that he's just simply just saying that he's he's just trying to say it just goes beyond what we normally think of, and that that was the end of it. On the other hand, you know he's a little coy about this idea of this person who was caught up to heaven, and you know whether he actually went went to heaven or was exposed to things that that possibly in that experience that he got some sense of the of the fact that there was. You know, dimensions beyond what we can sense mm-hmm. around us, and then he is alluding to that in, uh, in this. Um, in this, but anyway, that was something that I remember. Just the first time I saw that, it just it really hit me out. Yeah, it
0: almost seems like he's looking at a, a dynamic cube here or something. Mm-hmm, exactly. So this is rich in, in terms of metaphors and. In language, just rhetoric, uh, to know the love of God that surpasses knowledge right and and, and perhaps D- in a
2: way that there are dimensions that we that are there that we cannot actually see, feel touch, or really directly understand that God's love is that same way that it goes beyond anything that we can really touch, feel see, understand, uh but just because we don't directly see it or understand it doesn't mean it's not there
0: right. And the goal is that we might be filled with all the fullness of God.
3: Mm. He keeps using the term power over and over again. I don't know what the root word is, Ross, or what it means, the power. To have the power
0: to comprehend. Which word is
3: it? Power. I mean, which verse? Oh, it's in its in a lot of them. So, uh, verse 16.
1: Dunamis. 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 Yeah.
3: Which we get dynamite from,
1: right?
0: And that's the same as in eighteen. I have the power to comprehend.
3: And then it's in twenty.
2: Because the doesn't say power in any of those.
1: But in twenty has to do a me- uh, me- 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 no. which is a noun. No, actually. it's
0: Okay, in but what about eighteen? One. Eighteen yeah. is power even there.
1: Mm. Um. The word uh, "iscuo," which is strong, this is exiscuseta. It's the,
0: so it's the, uh, it would be more the ability to have the ability.
2: Yeah, that's what mine says. It's just that you may be able to
0: come. Right, yeah. you may be able. Yeah. Uh, hmm. If we applied this to our problems in the church... I'm not just talking locally here. If we got our eyes off of our problems and started fulfilling this prayer, what do you think would happen?
3: We'd be standing on the sea of glass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) At the end of the road, yes.
2: But
1: uh,
2: I'm sure you've heard the... uh, thing that, um, um, like, if people are hurdlers, you know, they've got all these things they have to jump over but the the surest way of making sure that you won't be able to clear it is to actually look at the thing you're going to be jumping over. They'll have their focus down on the the finish line, and they're aware that they're there, but they do not look at it. Also, race car drivers will say the same thing. It says wherever they're looking, that's where the car will ultimately end up going. So if if you're looking at the wall, ultimately you're going to end up there, even if you're trying to avoid it. And so always look where you want the car to go. You know, And so the thing, the same thing here. If we just <clears throat> keep focusing on the problems yeah. as opposed to looking past the problems to Christ and and if we can keep our focus there, these problems, not only will they suddenly kind of get into proper perspective, uh, but then we're actually in a position of being able to get past them rather than just crashing directly into to it.
0: To use another metaphor, if you want to conquer seasickness, don't look at the boat. And watching and... it rise and fall. doesn't work. <laughs> I <laughs> does not The, f- the f- one and only time I went well watching Fort Bragg, I was watching the jellyfish that were, we were swimming in a whole patch of jellyfish, but I was also mm-hmm. watching this. <laughs> and the next thing I knew, I had to go out to cover <laughs> mm-hmm. and just close my eyes and lie. <laughs> And that didn't really help, so I went back up on deck and and just sat there with my eyes closed, and when everybody spotted a whale, I'd look at where the spot was, <laughs> the spout was going off. But yeah, it doesn't work It doesn't work. And the same thing is true of almost anything, isn't it right, learning to ride a bicycle if you're looking down at the wheels, mm-hmm. you're less likely to be able to cope with maneuvering it and keeping your balance. I was taught that when I was taught how to drive mm-hmm. to not look right at in front of your car to look down the road mm-hmm. and man, it made it so much easier well, anything else i I love the promise mm-hmm. at twenty and twenty one now to him who, by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly for more than we can ask or imagine, so he's doing more. <clears throat> than we ask for which is a comfort because I'm not good at asking
2: yeah and uh, and as to your other question I just pray that as as individuals and <coughs> as, as a local church and as a denomination and as in the wider Christian community that we would be able to actually focus just on Christ and allow proper perspective on all these other things to to work itself out.
0: That's a good note to end on. Mm
3: -hmm. Jean will now
0: sing the sevenfold amen. I don't have a good singing voice anymore, so... (laughs) Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity to once again remind ourselves that you are everything. That as we focus on you, as we focus on Jesus and all that he has done for us and what he has shown us and what He's revealed us, because he truly has revealed all the mysteries that we need to know. We ask that in light of this that you will keep our focus and our eyes on him, the author and finisher of our faith. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.